So I wasn't originally going to do a song for this episode, so I'm going to be calling this quickly before I publish it. That's why the sound's a bit screwy. <coughs> I've been on my worst behaviour But baby, I don't need no saviour I'm way out of line Cause I really like the way I feel when I just don't give a fuck I forgot to mention I'll be there by five Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Black, Bored and Kinky My name is Sebastian and I am Black and Bored and Kinky And what a day, what a day to be Black and Kinky in these UK aisles What a day to be Black and Kinky and visibly kinky on these internets What a day, what a day, what a day, what a day So this episode is not the episode that I plan to make. It's not the topic that I plan to talk about. But this is the episode that you are going to get today. There is no structure to this episode. There's no point in having a ratchet and righteous. There's no point in having a this is why I'm single. We are just going to talk about the topic in hands. And that is kinksters using Nazi signature and getting called out for it online da, 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 da. Boom. consequences and repercussions yes and our story begins so there is a kinkster that is instagram and internet famous he also has an only fans page he's one of these um nondescript white boys that appears on loads of kink sites because kink people like him he's short he's blonde he's white looking I don't have any dealings with him. I don't really know who he was. I didn't really know who he was until this whole mess kicked off. I know who he's associated with. He's associated with a dome called Leo Rush. Yeah, I know Leo Rush because I've spoken to him in person. I've spoken to him online. So I'm not somebody that's going to be filming like me getting down with a get down. Plus he's a top, I'm a top. We're not really compatible sexually. But I know as a person, I've never had a problem with him. We say hello, we say goodbye, we say good morning if we see each other. It's very simple. Now, the person that he is associated with online and that has done a lot of media with in his kink space, who was his main sub, according to the kink pages that they both have, um, has been pictured in Nazi outfits. Now, because this person was pictured in a Nazi outfit, now, I, you can find the image that this picture was posted, that has been posted by this guy, or posted of this guy, because it was clearly not him that outed himself as using Nazi uniforms in his kink play. It was clearly somebody else that did it. <sighs> you can see that all over the internet. I don't need to tell you his name, because why am I telling you his name? Yeah, for one, I, before I made this episode, I double-checked because I wanted to hear his sub-story apology one more time to make sure that I had all the facts in, that were facts in, in my head. But he's deleted or blocked or whatever his social media. So you can't find him on X, formerly Twitter, you can't find him on Instagram, and you can, probably you can still find him online because basically his OnlyFans page has now got a wider audience of white gays that will go on it specifically for that. 
But that's, I digress into something else. So this boy's crime is to be pictured in kink gear that replicates and uses Nazi symbolism. Bear in mind, yes, when we say this, that Nazis were a group that eradicated gay people that, and I need to get this right because I should know the dates, but they've completely gone out of my head. The Nazis were responsible for the destruction of one of the first facilities that helped people transition. Not only did they destroy, destroy the facility, but they removed all the books from that facility and burned those books. It's a lot. Yeah. This is separate from what they did to the Jewish community. This is separate from what they did to the black community. This is me just talking about the impact that the Nazis have on the LGBTQ plus IA plus community. Yeah? The fact that we were eradicated from our country because of their... Not just from the country, from most of Europe. And we were put in hiding and we were <coughs> criminalised again for our behaviour what was called perversions of our behaviour. So. So. The question that I have is why. Now I have many questions. One. Why is it that this particular image has caused such an outrage? Now, as somebody that studies semiotics, for those of you that don't know, <laughs> let me get the library. Da da da. So you're asking me, Sebastian, what is semiotics? Semiotics is the study of the use of symbolic symbolic communication. Semiotics can include signs, logos, gestures, and other linguistics and non-linguistic communication methods. So, for your example, modern-day semiotics would include, say, the McDonald's M. You see that yellow crescent anywhere, double crescent anywhere in the world. You know that there's a McDonald's restaurant nearby. You know what you're getting. You know what it symbolises. You know what it stands for. Yeah? When you see the Nazi insignia, you know what it is. You know what it stands for. You know the ideology behind it. You know the beliefs behind it. You know the religious beliefs behind it. You know the sexual beliefs behind it. You know that these people were not for anything to do with gay freedom, gay, gay lives in general. Yeah? So why? Why? Why would that be your fetish? Why would that be your kink? Why would that be something that you're role-playing in? Why? There comes a point where you need to ask yourself if your kink, your role-play, the thing that you get turned on by is mentally and physically damaging to you, whether you are playing with things that means that you have trauma that you have not dealt with in your past for whatever reason. I get wanting to be submissive. I get wanting to be... What's the word? Dehumanise in some way, but within a sexual boundary so that you have limits to it and you can call a stop to it. But there comes a point in which your play 
is you reenacting your trauma and re-traumatizing yourself over and over again because you haven't put boundaries on which you can healthily come out of that play, healthily examine why it is that you like this former play in the first place. Seriously? Seriously. Now, the reason why I'm saying this is that most kinksters, yeah, come into kink initially because it is a safe space away from the trauma that they have felt in other spaces. For me, I came into kink because, I've, as I said previously, I was sexually sorted as a young person. And having a gay relationship, having a physical gay relationship without boundaries wasn't possible for me. Yeah, So getting into a space where I knew if I said I didn't want to be touched, I wouldn't be touched. If I could list all the things that I wanted to, and there was an agreement, there was an understanding, that no one would do anything outside of the things that I said I was into. So when you're now on your TV, on my social media, presenting me an image in which you have dressed up in Nazi uniforms, there is no will be no understanding about how you got there because you have the right in any kink space to say no. You are the one that set the boundaries. You are the one that put yourself in this situation. You are the one that said it was okay or permissible. You are the one that said that this kink was not a kink too far. It was a step too far. It wasn't part of your... Tra- for. You are the one that understood how playing with this form of trauma... And this symbolized symbol, how it would affect other people seeing it. You knew this beforehand. And that's why you did it in the first place. Because you were trying to revert the fascism into a fantasy that you could deal with. Why are all these white gays not understanding this? Because it hurts too much to see it. It's too triggering to see this image on the screen. They don't, it's, for me, as a black gay guy that saw that image, I looked at it and I was like, eh, gays be racist, gays be fascist, gays be gays. But for them, it's probably the first time they've seen someone in a kink space wearing an outfit that symbolises a deeply, deeply disrespectful thing that could happen to them as an individual. It's the first time they've seen someone wear an outfit that symbolises the oppression of them as a person, the oppression of their sexuality, and the deprived way in which humanity can treat them as an individual. Bear in mind, every single kink space that I have ever been to as a black person has some motherfucker walking around in a skinhead uniform. Just saying. So there's an elephant in this fascist community, a great, big, shining, stinking, like, dung-dropping, trumpeting uh, elephant. You can call him Dumbo, you can call it whatever, but Dumbo is dressed up in his gear and he's walking around nice and proud. There are so many different, and this is why I said about symbol semiotics and symbolism earlier in the podcast there are so many different forms of symbolism that we use in the fetish community that is directly linked back to 
uniforms and directly linked back to war and directly linked back to fascism. And the only reason most of you don't see it is because that fascism is most represented by racism and because you are not affected by racism, you are not affected by the symbolism that you are putting out in front of other people. It's really off-putting to be in any kind of space and have someone dressed in full Skinner gear. And I'm not talking about rubberized Skinner gear or a modified version. I'm talking about Dr. Martin's laced up jeans, t-shirt, skinheads, walking around, dog chain on, just bowling for the community. Bear in mind, I'm from South East London. I grew up in a time when people used to put NF on the walls of the, of the estate I used to live in, where they would tell me, me to my face that I should go home, that they would put NF symbols on my school books when I'm getting home where I couldn't get off the bus without having to check my route home and making sure that there were black people around because I was in danger of getting beaten up every time I walked home from school. So, yeah, that's my childhood trauma when I see that I'm facing it. I get that some of you are not involved, but you're not stupid. We have access to social media. You, you understand that that particular thing has a symbolism outside of what you like it for but what you like it for is because that fascism that symbolism that it holds holds some form of power and all you're interested in is dressing up in a form of masculine power that you don't care how that affects anybody else cool but at the same time You're going to shout at this one boy. You're going to scream at this one boy. You're going to take out this one boy's livelihood because of a mistake that he made. He says he made when he was younger. Yeah. I don't believe it was a mistake, but that's just me. Yeah. He said it was a mistake. It was a mistake. He was younger. Cool. There's many things you can do if it was a mistake. One, you can go and get some therapy because telling me it was a mistake if you changed and you moved on. How have you moved on? All I've seen is that you become probably... You may profit from your social media. You may profit from your OnlyFans. You may profit from kinksters everywhere. But the thing about it is the reason why you as an individual were picked above other people to become famous in the kink space is because you look like the thing that you're symbolising. Nazis were white. Steroid boys that took drugs all the time. They were all high. And this is documented. The ideal for a Nazi was white boy, blue eyes, low body fat. Isn't that you? Why are we trying to get away? It's not just about the king community. It's about what we idolise as a perfection for the white body, in the, for anybody's body in the wider gay community as well. Yeah? There is a level of eugenics that it goes with the idolisation of the perfection of the male body in the gay community, which you can't escape, comes from Nazism. It comes from that. It comes from fascism. It comes from the idealization of what a perfect specimen should look like. And that has been set 
in your textbooks, in your media, in your social media for years and years beforehand. You benefited from the system and now the system is calling you out because you went too far. So fuck you. Cool. That being said. It's, is it okay to take something that is meant to be against us and change it and modify it and pervert it in such a way that we can use it to exercise our trauma, to expand on our sexuality, to play within tropes that that thing symbolises because that's what it's about. If it's about... Kink, for me, is always about using a physical trope, a physical manifestation of sexuality and perversion and all the things that I was told that I shouldn't be as a kid. I remember distinctly the very first time that I saw someone in kink gear, I was visual merchandising because I'm a designer and gay. So what job do you get in a shop when you're 16, 17? You get a VM job, even if you signed on as a sales assistant originally. So I was working as a VM for a brand called Dorothy Perkins. It was Dorothy Perkins 521 in Tottenham Court Road. Across the road, there used to be a um, club, which is no longer there. And it used to be a Greek place, which is no longer there. And what was the club called? Anyway, so the club used to be a straight club and then it used to have a rock night on a Tuesday. Yeah. And then it used to have a gay night on a Thursday. And that gay night on a Thursday was a, a leather rubber fetish gay night. Yeah. And I will never forget the first time I saw a guy in all leather gear. Yeah. I was in the window, it was dark, and because it was dark, the window obviously becomes like a mirror. So he was checking himself out in the mirror, and he was fixing his mirror cap, and he was zipping up his leather jacket. And I don't even remember if he was old, if he was young, if he was, like, good-looking, if he was fat, if he was fat. All I remember seeing was... Him in those levers and me understanding instantly that I was not straight. And that was a problem. So, yeah. I understand what it's like to be attracted to the thing that you're not supposed to be attracted to. That's part of the fetish, isn't it not? But even in that space... Even when I'm attracted to symbols of power, attracted to symbols of absolute masculinity, attracted to symbols of dominance and male masculinity and supremacy, I'm still not attracted to the symbol of racism because there's too much trauma behind it. I'm still not going to allow you to call me nigger in the beds for any reason, whether you're sucking my dick or not. Like, let's, we need to, there has to be a limit where someone does something to you, someone says something to you, something moves in a way that completely takes you out of whatever fantasy that you were holding about what you were doing 
and pushes you right back into reality because you understand that that thing is not good for your mental health. That thing comes from a place of evil. That thing comes from a place where you shouldn't be entering into. Just on the personal safety thing, never mind on what it says about the wider society of gayness, what it says about a wider world, that we allow these places, these spaces, these people to be in our spaces. I've been called a pervert for many reasons, but you'll notice that most of my gear, my full fetish gear, is rubber. And for me, that's about two things. It allows me to express, express masculinity, but it also allows me to be not seen as individuals, to become a drone, to become something that is separate from humanity, but also under my conditions. So when you're looking at my body as a black person, when you're throwing your sexuality onto me as a trope of what a black man should look like, I have power and control over it because I have the ability to separate myself from that fantasy, separate myself from that fetish and use it if I want to, which I don't, yeah, and express my masculinity in how I want to express myself. Like, some of my outfits are variations of comic book outfits of Bane or Batman or, or I have a pair of chaps that is made up from a uniform from the Avengers West Coast, which none of you will get as a reference, but includes Cersei, who was in the Eternals. I play with loads of different symbolism. I play with it creatively, but I come from a different space. And also, because I am black and in the kink community and also have been confronted by loads of images of people using fascism and racism as the base play for their uniforms, I've had to ask myself, why do I need to be in an in a place that allows people to move like this? Well, there's no need, I'm a disruptor in that space. My presence in that space is a disrupting force. And why should I allow somebody to take away my form of expression for my sexuality just because I am black and you don't want me there. Nah, sorry, mate, it's not going to happen. Yeah? I want inclusivity, I want diversity, but I want openness. But I also want us to educate ourselves about the symbolic stuff that we're using and why we're using it. If we're trying to use these things to subvert them and pervert them and turn them back on themselves, that's different. But you can only do that if you had advocate educate yourself and made a choice about it. Those of you are walking around in Tom Finland gear, not realising that most of the drawings that Tom Finland was doing was a subversion of the Nazi uniforms that he saw when he was in the Finnish army. And he's gone on record to say it. So if you're dressed in your Tom Finland outfit, you have to understand that that is a subversion of a Nazi outfit. But it's a subversion of a Nazi outfit. It's not a replica of a Nazi outfit. Those are two different things. In conclusion, I'm angry. In conclusion, I'm disappointed. In conclusion, I'm upset. But I'm upset on many different ways from many different people. It's... it's and also, I'm... <sighs> I'm hopeful as well. 
I'm hopeful that this will, this discussion, this turmoil, this questioning of symbolism and ideology in the gay community will, I know it won't spill out to the wider community because you think that all of us kinksters are perverts anyway and you think everything we wear is derived from the same source but you don't understand how, yeah, that's you. But within kinksters, there should be the ability to be more open-minded, more liberal, more understanding, more hopeful. That's the that's one of the reasons why I'm part of the community because it is a hopeful community. It is about healing your wounds. It is about expressing yourself. It is about learning about yourself. It is about learning about your body and your limits and testing them. It is about the play of femininity and masculinity. But that can only be done in it if you're open-minded with it you're not just taking every single thing that you wear as an outfit to be put on to be a display for the sake of it oh this is a pretty outfit i'll put it on without consequences you're not prince harry you're not that bitch like what are we doing here Yeah, so it was such a heavy episode. And I know that the most people that are going to listen to it are not going to be the white kinksters that probably need to. And so out of all the episodes that I've ever done, I'm going to ask you to do this for me. If you like this episode, if you like this podcast, please send it to a friend. If you are a kinkster, please put it on your social media. Please highlight it so that other people can link to it. Um, You can like star me at all the place where you do that because you can find a podcast in every place where you find your podcasting so you can like rate review send it to your friends yeah i'm meant to do a proper ending but i'm actually really emotional because i'm tired like i'm tired of the hypocrisy and i'm also tired of dealing with the individual situations and um, part of me wants to wave and shout and scream and be like, huh, so you see this, but you can't see this? You can't see how the two are linked together? You can see fascism, but you can't see racism? <laughs> oh, sweet, fine, cool. Yeah, so... You can find me at Blackboard and Kinky on Instagram. You can find me at ZEBPT on Instagram. You can find me at 140% Fitness on Instagram for your fitness needs. And you can find me at sebedpt140 at x. I really have to change that because it doesn't make any sense anymore. I'm also on what other Instagram page that was on. But, you know, yeah, we're not dealing with that. I'm sorry to be so miserable closing out the show. I'm hoping that next... I'm actually, yeah, I'm on the Loud Brown Gays next week, I think. So you should hear me in a happier, fresher, nicer voice then. Um, but... Until then, I'll see you, you'll hear me, same time, next week. Peace and love, people. Peace and love.